everybody, welcome to the Mackie Method Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Jeff Forrest, who is the president of WPC Construction right here in Orlando. We're gonna be talking about mentorship, the recession, scaling, and everything else in between. Well, Jeff, thank you for coming to the Mackie Method Podcast. Uh, I'm s- so excited to have you here. Um, there, I've, I've met you, what, like, Almost six months ago, maybe a right little bit on. less. Yeah, it's but been about six months. Thanks for being here. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the invite. I'm excited to talk to you and yes. see where your head's at, see yes. where this goes. It is fun. I have enjoyed as well Yeah, getting to know each other a little yes. bit and looking forward to, to more of that. I don't know if you know this or not, but you kind of are my mentor in this business. So, Well, I, I appreciate that. Of course. I appreciate of course that. that. Of course. You know, the phone rings from time to time, and I, <laughs> I instill the wisdom that I have, but... Uh, to be considered a mentor is honor. Yes. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Remind Absolutely. me to tell you my definition of wisdom. So I'll, I'll, tell, I'll do you that. So. I have told probably 10 people that definition. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you got it already. It's so I, I, I got it. And people are like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah, the guy, when he said it, my mind just yeah, yeah, yeah. exploded. And I wish I could say I could take credit for lots of these things. But <laughs> none of us can take credit for the words that we say because there's always something that's been told to us. No, so. it's true. But it's it, true. Is, uh, it is fun. I don't take what you have done and 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 what you and your brother have built you know lightly and i don't when i do pick up the phone i i come with a question that i can't figure out so i try man. not Anytime. to waste time Anytime. yeah yeah so jeff and his brother remind me your brother's name again so my brother was tracy forrest yeah my brother started wpc so yeah. they started he and his brother started winter park construction um, which is a 45-year-old company. 49 now, man. 49. Time flies. It's crazy. We turned 49 years old on wow. January this, That's this awesome. month. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Based here in Orlando. You're a Floridian. The elevator speech on, on Absolutely. the start of WPC. Yeah. So my brother started at the time winter park construction out of his apartment in winter park and and if you started a company with the name of the city in the in the name you got a little tax break and i don't think it lasted very long i didn't know that yeah so he started in 1974 Okay. And I was 11 at the time. Okay. And, you know, I get dragged out to the job sites when I'm, I'm a youngster, <laughs> but uh, I didn't start getting paid. So I went to work for him in 1979. And around 1981, uh, my brother decided to change the name from Winter Park Construction to WPC. And where he got that from is home box office went to HBO. Ah. And he just thought, I'm getting WPC. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, my brother and I were really – it was fortunate. We got to work together for 41 years. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. And he, like, it was my mentor. He was my yes. model. He was my – he was such a cool, interesting dude yeah. to be around that I was super fortunate that not only was he my brother, but I got to, I got to be around him for so long in the business uh, wow. side as well. So it was awesome. He recently passed away. Yeah, yeah. He passed away in October of 2020. Wow. Wow. And wow. again, time flies, right? Because it just feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. when I had my, my mother passed away in 2020, it was like, man, it just feels like that was last year. Yeah. So I told yeah, him, yeah. Yeah. Which is I good. Told. So, you know, I was told one time is that when you stop saying someone's name is when they really die. So, right. so the idea behind my brother. Um, is he's a part of our company still, right. right? I mean, he's the founder. He's yes. He's the, the 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 person that got us going. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, set us up really well. And so, um, as we now continue the legacy that he started and and yes. allowed me and other partners, my partner, 
uh, Kevin Corrado, um, who's my COO and has been a wonderful partner. And we had other partners as well uh, prior to that. But um, so, yeah, I've been fortunate, really blessed yes. to have the right people around me at the right time. This episode is really going to be what I usually do to, to I don't say to you, but um, is asking questions because I will take you to lunch with my notepad and I'm going to do that after here on some specific things. But I'm going to ask some questions because I think it's good for people to peer in to hear some of the things that, you know, uh, from a from a big brother to a little brother in all sense of the word. So we kind of build some of the similar products. We do multifamily. You guys do multifamily. Right. And other products, but primarily you guys do multifamily. Primarily, we consider ourselves a multi-unit build. Okay. Right? And so if you think about what that means, multifamily is certainly a big part of that. And yeah. the market demands a lot of that. Yes, yes. But we do a lot of senior housing, okay. which is a wonderful market for us to be in. We started out, believe it or not, in the hospitality business building timeshare and wow. hotels. So. We, we, we'd like to say we're the largest timeshare builder in the world, but that's only easy enough to say when you live in Orlando and you've been doing it for 43 years. Right. In fact, I, uh, coincidentally on uh, Tuesday or Monday morning, sorry, uh, we did a groundbreaking for a pro one of our developers that I worked for when I was 15 years old. Wow. It's so cool. That's awesome. And it's three generations yeah. of, of, of leaders in that company. Wow. And so it's very cool. So anyways, yeah. for us, it's the multi-unit thing. So anything that has more than one unit, we've gotten pretty good at. And then we have all kinds of other products that we do and have done. But that's really what we're known for. And multifamily just happens to be a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What made you focus solely on, on one industry or one particular thing? Because you know, uh, it's not... There's a lot of people that do a lot of different things. You know, they build schools, they build hospitals, churches, you know, cemeteries, roller coasters. What would you say is the thing that allowed you to really focus on one thing? What we knew we needed to do as a general contractor at some point, and for that matter, any business, yes. is that you had to find your strategic advantage mm -hmm. um, in order to be sustainable. Yeah, And so in finding this multi-unit part of our business and learning how to find rhythm in it and find the advantages and the efficiencies and all the things associated with uh, I always like to say that building this product is is like an assembly line in some ways, but the buildings stay still and the people move. Yes. And so how do you become really proficient in managing that process? Right. And so we knew that there were a lot of builders that could build interior finishes or, for that matter, commercial buildings. I mean, there was just a lot of that. It was a very competitive market. Yeah. The multifamily, multi-unit market, there wasn't that many competitors. Back in the 80s, there were a handful. And so again, the idea was, where do we feel like we can kind of get traction right. on a product that allows us to have volume and scale up yeah. from that standpoint? In doing so, we got to do all kinds of other fun stuff. Yeah. You know, clubhouses yeah. and pools. Yeah. And I mean, really, it, it's some really wild stuff. Yeah. And those are all fun things to do. But we needed a strategic advantage, and we felt like that market was a good one. And since then, obviously, you know, how many ever years later, there's lots of competitors. Okay. But 
they're ca- they have to play catch up. They yes. have to, right? They have to kind of. They don't have the same efficiencies and, str- and those things that we have. So that's we still have some advantage in doing it, and we're fortunate to have this long history of re- reputation and portfolio right. of doing well. Right. And so right. again, it keeps us in that same space. Let's talk about competitors, right? Because that's something that. As you, as we are in a competitive business, you know the model has changed in construction, where you know you used to hard bid against three other people versus now yeah. you do negotiated, which everybody loves negotiated, right? So, but the competitors are still out there. So, how do you how do you see competitors? How do you handle competitors? I know that you guys are one of the largest in what you do in the area, but there's others. So, how do you see them? How do you see? Yeah. So, there's some great general contractors that are in our market, um, people that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. And I wish I could call them friends, but it's a little <laughs> hard to call your competitor friends sometime. But the reality is I have a lot of respect yes. for them. And so there was a time when we used to say, well, we had to compete against a specific contract that was doing a lot of work in a specific market. One of our competitors at the time did a lot of hospitality work and we go, oh, we got to be like them. But when you get to them and then you're no longer competing, you've lost like, what's the next thing? Do I need right. another competitor? Do I need wow. – what is it the thing that keeps you driving? Right. And so – and this – I'll give my brother credit and, and certainly other uh, my other partners. We decided we were going to compete against ourselves. Yes. Right? Yes. And so, yes, it's a competitive business. You got the thing. Yeah. But the question is, is when we go to look for a, a work, depending on the scenario by which we're going to acquire it, we just have to be better than ourselves from the last time a little bit. Not a lot. You don't have to be hugely better. So we, so internally, it's it's how do we compete against ourselves? Yeah, think that because a lot of people are looking at other people. You know, we have a lot of joint venture partners on certain things, and they're looking at other contract. Well, this is what they did, and a lot of people aren't looking at what they can Internal, do better. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so let me let me tell you one thing, and this is a this is strategic as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm a one plus one equals three guy. <laughs> okay. And I, and I may have mentioned that to you before. Yeah. But if we're doing something that's um, unique but also has a cost associated with it, yeah, we will ultimately not be as competitive at the price if our competitor isn't doing that. Right. So what I do is I've gone to my competitors mm-hmm. and I've shared, hey, by the way, guess what we're doing? Yeah. This is really good. You should be doing this maybe, right? Yeah. And now they're included in their bid and the prices are starting to equalize yes. a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. So, oh, that's and good. We, and I look for best practices in our in those people that were in our market. So instead of calling them a competitor, what is it that they do that's a best practice right. in our business? that we'd be able to replicate. Right, 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 right. And that's all businesses do anyway. Yes. Very few, like, authentic creative businesses. Mm-hmm. Apple could be one of, considered one of those, and you can go down the list. Right. But our business, sticks and bricks are exactly the same. It's all the same. Right? Yes. So how do we make sure that we're doing the right thing and treating people well, et cetera, yeah. et cetera? Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The way that WPC started versus when you took over, there were some changes that happened. How did you navigate those changes and what type of vision did you have that was a little bit different from your brother? I think in a business, much like in life, mm-hmm. we're in cycles, yes. right? We have, and you can, you can decide what the timeframes are, but it is cycles and it is an evolution of things. If you so what as we look at the progression of this company in the first 49 years, you can kind of chunk it down into some some categories of that might be in the way neighborhood of about eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. So when I started, when my brother 
uh, allowed me to influence the direction of the company, it was actually kind of around the mid-90s. Okay. Right? He had great foresight. He was an entrepreneur, like a, a, that A-type personality where he wanted control, but he knew that the future needed to include another worldview. Yeah. And so I started to be able to influence the company in the mid-90s, late-90s, um, and spoke to branding yeah. and, and marketing and what does that look like and how should we be different and what how should we be viewed. Yeah. My, my strength is in what we'll call communication, so just lay it out. Right. right? Is, it, is it the way the car looks? Is it the way the sign looks? Is it all those things? So I got to be start to influence the way the company started looking external. And that's still a focus for me today. Okay. And so as as Tracy decided, and it took him 10 years from when he decided he was going to sell to when we actually sold, mm-hmm. right? He and I are both Harvard alum from, from their executive education program. Right. And he went to that program in the late 90s. And that was the driving force for him setting up the this, this sale. Wow. And so during that 10-year process, I was already partly running the company. When I became a partner, it was just technically, right? Mm-hmm. It's the legal thing. I got right, my name right. on a piece of paper and I got to call. I'd been, I'd been president of the company already. Wow. My brother was a CEO. The crisis came, Yeah. right? The, 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 the great depression of the early two, or mid 2000s. So right. 2000, by 2010, we had no clue. So wow. when you think of like vision and you think of the ideas and these strategies, you're like, they're all out the window. Yeah. yeah. How do we survive? Yeah. Right. And so that was really what came to it. And then as we came out of that, there's a whole wonderful story that comes from that. You guys have several employees, right? And you have about, how many many employees do you have by? So we have 86, right now I think it's 86. Okay, gotcha. And by the way, just for reference, in 2009, we had 165. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that a a killer? (laughs) And what's, what's painful about that is in 2010, we had 65. Wow. Right. Wow. That was the most painful. And we were horrible at managing it. I mean, we just, everything about it, we just, you know, we just, you know, we're shooting from the hip trying to yeah. figure out what to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and having learned those lessons, we'd know what to do differently. Wow. So, wow. Hope we never have to. Yeah. <laughs> Over a period of time, you're at, you were at 165, but then you're at 86 now. Mm-hmm. And I think you talked to me about kind of like a lean and mean type of approach to the way you, you see business now versus maybe taking on more things than you would have done. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? We came out of that 2010, 2011 and started to see some ramp up mm-hmm. in, in uh, opportunities. We took everything. Yeah. Also a mistake, <laughs> right? So you're, again, you're going, okay, we're, you know, there's, there's uh, breath in the lungs and let's move. And so we were not strategic about our choices, right? Which is, which is interesting because, you know, at that point, the company's 30 plus years old. And right. you'd think by then we would have had that uh, lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it was what it was. And everything that's happened between that moment and really what I would say about middle of August um, of 2021, all of that was required mm-hmm. in order for us to be where we are today, mm-hmm. which was to look at this company holistically my brother's gone, right? So I, my brother's no longer my partner. He's no longer the guy that I'm going to lean on. He's right. no longer, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, and I needed to, like, have somebody hit me upside the head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it did. 
I did. I had it. And so that summer of 2021, I'll never forget this moment because I call a friend of mine, Fred Guitton. He's a wonderful dude, period, but super intelligent business guy. And I asked him to, if he could have some coffee with me. And I, I said, could you meet me at Foxdale's in Winter Park? I need 30 minutes, man. I just got to vent a little bit and ask you some questions. And four and a half hours later, <laughs> we, wow. had, we had an idea. And it, the wonderful thing about that process, by the way, which is a lot like what you do here, yeah. he never told me anything. He just kept asking me questions. Wow. Right? And, so, and it made me change my, my perspective yeah. and look outside of that box that I'd been in. And the moment I knocked down those walls, it was like, boom. Yeah. Got on the phone that night with my son, walked for three hours. I said, we're changing everything. Yeah. yeah. So I went from like this thing of chaos in my mind, by the way, and on the surface, nobody sees it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know, I'm able to, I was able to compartmentalize. Yeah. But yeah. up here, it was like, it was, it was troublesome. And so I knocked all the walls down and I called my son, we're changing everything. Wow. Right? which isn't exactly what you can do at any given time on a 40, at that time, a 47-year-old company. Yeah. But what we decided was, with the help of a lot of people, our executives, my partner, Kevin, and that group, we decided to what we called realign the company. Mm -hmm. So we did look at every single aspect of our business. Wow. Decided who, where we were going to put our priorities. Yeah. And we started with our people. Wow. And we said, okay, we have people. Here we have 125 people, mm -hmm. and in any given business, there's not 125 performers. Right. You have various people that you do business, and they're all wonderful people. So it's yeah. not about them as as individuals. It's about them as how do they fit right, right. into this thing we now want to do. Right. 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 And so we were a, we were going to be a startup company with 47 years of <laughs> history. So, but it's hard to use the words, right? So people say, "Oh, you're downsizing." Absolutely not. No, not the word I would ever want to put. Uh, you're smart sizing. Okay, okay, we're being smarter. Yeah. yeah. But it had nothing to do with size. Yeah. It had to do if we're going to start with people, and we're going to how do we what what's the words we want to use? Mm -hmm. Right. Very important. Right. What are the words we want to use? And so we wanted to serve each other. That's a wonderful, and that, that applies to all kinds of things, but we wanted to serve each other, we wanted to take care of each other. Right. And that's the focus we started on. And at that point, of the 120 plus people we had, we knew we didn't need 120. Right. We couldn't have 120. Who could we coach up and who did we have to coach out? Wow. Right? Very painful, hugely painful, because some of these people I'd known for a very long time, yeah. right? Yeah. But. You do have to think long, long term when it comes to this kind of move. Yes. And so we, we, we had this plan that got crystallized between the end of August and the middle of November. There's a whole other conversation we could have. But but man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, without the right people around you, uh, holding you up, uh, questioning what you're doing. Yeah. Like, okay, is that the right thing? You know, is it, I, are you thinking about this? Any stuff like that. No, right? and I yeah. think compared to others that, you know, we, we interact with a lot of different GCs and uh, companies of like, and I don't see a lot of people thinking that way. You know, it's, it's we have 120 people and, and the left doesn't know what the right hand is doing, you know, and it's, and, it, and, like I had a guy tell me uh, two weeks ago, he's like, "Man, I don't know. We're a, he's like we're a cargo ship. Something's gonna slide. Something may slide back. It may break. <laughs> yeah. It's in the yeah, air, yeah, though, yeah. you know. Right on. But uh, not a lot of people think in that terms. So 
kudos to you for that, for thinking in the way of what makes the company better and what makes the people better. Let me ask you a question about scale. So you started with your brother when you were very young mm -hmm. and you guys probably, I'm, I'm assuming, started very small um, compared to where you got up to 165 employees. Yeah. I, in my mind, I can't even. I, like, I'm just thinking about the payroll for that. As a, as a, you know, so talk to me about scale. Like, how you experienced it. So how, yeah. how, how was that? The beginning was always interesting. My brother told a wonderful story. Again, this is a perfect example about how my brother thought. Okay, um, is he knew he needed to get work. And so he would go to the building departments. This was public work, right? City work or, or county work, whatever it was. And back then in the 70s, which is when he would be there, they, the plans would just be there to look to bid. And you would put a bid in and who knows how many bids they would get and eventually they would pick somebody. My brother would go through the plans and try to find the one that he, nobody could read. Yeah. That nobody could read. Wow. He would look for the plan that was most kind of haphazard and chaos and that's the one he would price. Wow. Because he knows, in his mind, very few people will want to go through that effort. Yeah. And then he would put a price on it, and he might be the only bidder, and he would get the job. Yeah. So that thought process of kind of – and that's, that's just an example of my brother's thought process. And he – I mean, that was him for as long as I ever remembered. And it, it applied to all number of things. You have to build a reputation which my brother and my father, who worked for us for, for a brief period of time, were able to do with the right people to get – the next conversation. Yeah. And that next conversation happened in the late 70s, early 80s with Kemmons Wilson at Holiday Inn. At that time, it's Holiday Inn. He was the founder of Holiday Inn. Um, and he started Orange Lake Country Club. Point being, it was just about building relationships yeah. with the right people yeah. that led to the next thing, that led to a picture, that led to somebody saw it. And then before you know it, you're kind of scaling up. The scaling process is interesting. Yeah. To be big just to be big mm -hmm. is a huge mistake. Yes, yes. You want to start with something that you can scale. Right. And so is that uh, a product that you – and then you have to find the right people to, to right. work for you. I mean, it goes on and on. Right. But you really have to – it's not about just we wanted to be a big contractor. Yeah. We just became one yeah. because we were able to acquire work. Right. And, and again, you know, although there's been a number of downturns, 90, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, yeah. each one of those we were able to sustain properly and work our way to the next kind of growth spurt. But I think today, given the market that we're in, the most important thing, the second most important thing for us to do, besides taking care of each other in our company, is choosing the right people we want to build for. Yes, yes, right? yes. Because so many opportunities. Yes. But who's who's the core client? Yeah. So. As we looked at scaling to your question early in the, the company, it just it, it happened organically and naturally as a company might grow during those periods of time by acquiring different clients based on reputation or, or word of mouth or whatever the case might be. And then you, we had to almost redo all that when, the, when we came out of that 2009, 10, and 11 yeah. era where we had to rebuild our yeah. clientele. We were able to do it very quickly because we had some historical kind of connections yeah, yeah, yeah. that the timeshare industry almost went away. Wow. Right? Because they changed their business model mm -hmm. and weren't building as much product. They were buying product. It's just their business model. Yeah. But so when we decided again now to kind of realign ourselves, we started with who do we want to do business with? Yeah. 
and how do we set our people up and how do we get enough people to to, to understand it so it becomes the culture yes. and not the conversation yes. and when we're there then we want to add the next person and the next person and the yes. next person and that was what i told my staff i told eric that because a lot of people they, it could, the, the job can be profitable but if the client is bad it's a bad job you know and I've taken jobs that were profitable and bad, and the clients are just like terrible. And what I realized and what I learned was is that, yeah, we made money. Sometimes we didn't make money because how bad they were. But my but my staff had to deal with that. You know, they had to deal with. There's a cost for that, yes, right? Yes. And it's not financial. No, it's not. Right? It's, they, and that's that's really important to remember. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So you that that confirmed a lot. Let me ask a question. Um, a lot of people are talking about a recession right now, right? So from your eyes, what do you are you what do you see? Are you as you're leading this company, as you have your own things outside of this? Or outside of WPC, what are you what are you sensing? Are you concerned? Are you optimistic? What's your thoughts on the way the market is? It's an interesting question because I'll I'll answer it the way I answer most difficulties in that I face now, which by the way I faced completely different two years ago yeah. and, and that. And so in every situation that we were put in, yeah, there is going to be an outcome, right? And so the question, and none of us know what it is, right? Right. And so, if you would, if you fast forward to the other side of something, um, in this case, the the market conditions and the economy that we're looking at, right? What what would you like it to look like, right? Right. Um, and what can you do, and actions that you can take to accomplish that outcome, right? Our financial situation has always been very conservative, very stable, lots of money. You got to keep that. It's like that, you know, put the cash in the can and bury it in the back, <laughs> right? Or put it under the mattress. Right. But it's always really, really important for businesses to have the ability to sustain this economic yes. conditions that we've had over and over again, yes. right? Yes. In your business career, this might be the second or maybe the first mm -hmm. um, where you've actually had to be concerned about, okay, what if I don't have a job, right? right? What, I, what am I gonna do with my people and all those other things? Yes. And so what is important for companies to understand is that the you have to be financially conservative, right? So be smart. Yes. For us, profit is the result of everything else we do. Right. Right? The volume of that profit will be based on any number of conditions, some within our control and some without. Sure. So to, I, I give you a philosophical viewpoint because our thought process today, knowing that we don't know what economy is going to be like, we're not sure what the world is going to look like, right. interest rates are where, where they are. The question is, is what do we have to do to, uh, to get to the outcome that we're looking for? Right. And that outcome hasn't changed much for us. We just fortunately made a lot of uh, smart and uh, lucky and whatever the words are that you want to apply to them, choices that put us in a position to be much more sustainable yeah. in conditions that we're in now. We have a lot of work. Yeah. And this year alone, I mean, I've turned down work, I turned down work all the time, wow. right? Because they're not core clients, yes. they're not, they, they don't fit. Yes. Or I don't have the, the capacity. The bandwidth, right. right. The capacity. So I can't say that I don't worry, because that's just natural. Yeah, The we question is, are we going, what is it that we control and what is it we don't control? 
And I'll paraphrase my, my, this saying that I use all the time that I, again, heard in a movie. And so if, if you can control a situation, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. If you can't control a situation, there's nothing to worry about. Yes. So take the worry out of the equation. Wow. And focus on what you can do something about which in my mind is is project the right video in your head, use the right words, take the right actions that, that set you up for success. I guarantee you there's an opportunity in this. There always is. Right. So what is it? How right. do you look for that? How do you look now, for let's it? Not look for the, let's not look for the tree we're going to run into <laughs> as we're driving. Let's look for the space in between the trees and let's go there. Right. And right. so, again, I think it's a, it's a mindset. It's yes. a mindset. Yes. Right? Wow. And we're, we have wonderful clients and – um, and that's also a good thing yes. because we had a lot of good phone calls. And I wish I could cater to all of our core clients. So we just don't have enough people to do No, it. I get it. I get it. It's a weird time, man. It is I mean, a weird we time. We talk about it all the time. It's a weird time. Yeah. All right. So finally, as we wrap up, you got to tell your wisdom, your, your definition uh, of the wisdom. The definition of wisdom. Yeah. Everybody so listen to this. Again, listen to I, this. I, 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 I picked this up somewhere along the way. And so the definition of, of – it's the difference between knowledge and wisdom, mm-hmm. right? And that is uh, knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit and wisdom is knowing that you don't put it in a fruit salad. That's right. And so what I'm very fortunate to be able to do in my life and my career as I approach 60 this year. Are you having a party? Yeah, man. More than one? Are you kidding me? They're gonna have more than one. I'll oh, tell you. We were talking. I talked about it with Eric the other day. But as I approach this this part of my life, this phase of my life, which and I don't ever intend to really kind of stop working. Yeah. The question is, where can I apply my skills? What's important for the company's sustainability? My son is a partner now. He's the managing partner of our company, awesome. which is awesome. As of January first, uh, my other partner Sam uh, Miller um, is is they're the same age range. You know that thirty four, thirty five range. Uh, Kevin and I get to sit back and kind of make sure that we give them counsel. Yes. So we no longer give direction. That's awesome. We just identify where this, this team should set direction. So that's where the wisdom thing comes in, man. Just try to share as much of it as you can. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to be 60. There I you go. really am. And it's the, it is in Eastern terms. Yes. It is the end of my five year life cycle. Yes. Right? Each life cycle being 12 years. It's the end. So 60, I get to start over. So right. Super cool, man. That's true. So that's great, true. great. I love that. I love that saying. And yeah. I, I wish I, 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 I wish I would have come up with it, but I had no way I do it. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love so. it too. Well, man, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, what is your website? Can you say your website so everybody can hear it? Yeah, WPC.com. That's pretty simple. Um, and we were the first general contractor to have a URL in the United States. So that's another really? thing. My brother, I get to give my brother credit for that cool little that's experience. Awesome. So, that's awesome. Yeah, but thanks for asking. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here, of man. Course. I enjoyed it. I wish we had another half hour or 45 minutes. We could just keep on talking. <laughs> so, right. But I appreciate you, man. I really absolutely. do. And, I, yeah. and, I, and thank you. Thank yeah, of you. course. Absolutely. Absolutely.